that, Quincy? Quincy, get up! Confused that. Cannon fuse. What the hell you use it for? I cannon. Boom. Tyler Sash. R.I.P. But any, but anyway, I added I added uh, some political uh, memorabilia to the wall. Uh, it's a it's a it's a president's signature. Uh, kind of controversial these days, depending on what kind of uh, conspiracy theories you're into. Oh, go on. Uh, first name is William. Any guesses? A presidential signature. You're talking about Clinton. Indeed. William Jefferson Clinton came to Quincy on a very cold day when Brian was 10 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was there. I was I saw also him. there. And, and, my, and I had hot cocoa. It was delicious. And my mom, yes, and my mom and my sisters and I were all there. And my mom said, let's go. This is cold. We're going to go sit on Main Street. They said the motorcade's going to leave. Mm-hmm. Great. So we stopped at St. Peter's Church because some other people were there. And um, all of a sudden, Secret Service got there and they said, the president's going to do an impromptu stop here. Ooh. I don't know how impromptu it, it, impromptu it is when they tell you it's going yeah. to happen. I get, I get how these Secret Service has to do these things. So anyways, um, he stops and I got to shake Bill Clinton's hand and... Uh, my sister, my oldest sister, had the presence of mind to say, hey, you know, you got your ticket, try to get an, an autograph. So I pointed a pen at the president, which got confiscated very quickly. <laughs> and they took the tickets from us and said, no, no, we'll, we'll get him to sign it. Took it into the limousine and Bill Clinton signed right there, my wow. ticket from 2000. And uh, most importantly, my mother leaned down and said, I wonder where that hand's been. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, well, you know, Billy Billy probably deserved that one a little bit. Probably can't do that for a cold open. <laughs> no. <laughs> but damn it, that's funny. I didn't know if I'd ever told you I that knew, story. I knew part of that story, but I don't think I ever heard the end of it. I, I, I knew, I knew yeah. part about you being there, but I, I don't remember. I think I would have remembered that. I, I definitely didn't know that you had a signed ticket, so that's cool. Yeah, I'll I'll send you a photo while we're sitting here. Hey everybody, I'm BJ Kroger, your host, and welcome back to another week of the Quincy Cannon. And with us always, our co-host, Eric Keneal. Eric, how are you? I'm doing great, Brian. It's another week. And uh, excited to see what's all going on around the area. Indeed, it's another week, and exciting things are happening. Uh, at time of recording, it's a Wednesday. Tomorrow's first day of school for the public schools. So, uh, excited or not, uh, you know, get in line early for all that delicious cafeteria food. I know there's a few favorites out there that I enjoy. Absolutely. Yep. Best of wishes to everybody involved, uh, from students, teachers, staff, everybody. We hope everybody can stay safe as you safe as you can. And, uh, you know, obviously be able to learn and do everything that we're supposed to do. Just, just really, uh, sending good thoughts to everybody out there. I know it's a, it's a tough time, a lot of differing opinions on things, but, you know, at this point, it is what it is. So, um, you know, just hope everybody can can stay healthy. 
Yeah, and I'll tell you, we we decided to homeschool, home preschool my my young my, my oldest child. Uh, she's five, uh, and um, she was getting ready to go to school the other day. You know, from the kitchen to the basement, it's a long journey. And I told her, I said, "Honey, I know it's a few short steps to school, but it's a lifelong journey of education that you're preparing for." And uh, my wife laughed at me. I thought of that profound thing to say for a day and a half, and uh, my wife. Uh, laughed at me and I don't necessarily blame her in hindsight. Mm. Uh, but my, my daughter looked up at me and said, what does that mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I was like, expected. Yeah. So, uh, I, I'll save that for when they go to college, I suppose. Well, I, you know, I think that's a still, it's a, you're challenging her from, from day one, you know, and she's asking questions. That's, that's what you want from school. Right. You know, she's ready to that's learn. That's right. And, and most importantly, I think it's important for people to realize we can always learn something. And Eric, I learned something very important this week. What was that? Uzalak, not Uzalak. Yeah, that's a that's a boo boo on our part. It is, and I apologize to Alderman Ben Uzalak, not Uzalak, and that is a mistake on my part, and I'm not making fun of that. I mean it, uh, Ben. Uh, humble apologies. I've got. I, I will do my best to remember how to say your name. It is Uzalak, like you know Cadillac Uzalak. I got it now. Not ooh like Uzi like he's a rat a tat 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 and all the new legislation out there. Uh, I, th- I think we'll just start. <laughs> I think we'll just start calling him the Alderbin, Ooh. and uh, that'll be. That's pretty. That good. sounds kind of like. That's like professional wrestler. Yeah, that's there's there's definitely something there. I also am pretty sure there's something to use a like Cadillac that he you know maybe could work into a campaign video sometime if he needs it later on in his career. Ooh. But that's, yeah, that, that might be for a different discussion. That is good. That is good. Good call, Eric. You're good. You're good with phonics. Ben, as an apology, you can have that one for free. For free. Yeah, there we go. We do things free. like this podcast. We are we are cheap and easy. <laughs> so speak, speak, speaking of Alderman, he uh, his proposed ordinances were uh, shot down, like as if uh, an anti aircraft cannon was uh, shooting down some uh, <laughs> some aircraft from the sky. Uh, the mostly the Republicans on the city council didn't really like his uh, sizing of the city council proposals and uh, the latter of uh, the nonpartisan elections. Um, I, I'm not surprised cause I think they've made it fairly clear how they were going to vote, but there were a few things that I will say, uh, irritated me. Um, yeah, irritated me is the word I'm going to use. Eric, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think again, there's a, there's a part regardless of even before we get into what was specifically said, we've talked about it now every episode, I think in some fashion of the whole point, I think was to have discussions and obviously some discussion happened. I still, Still don't think that necessarily, it just seemed like it all happened very quickly. Um, and I know there are some other opinions that said oh, it should have gone to some smaller committees. And uh, I don't I don't necessarily know if that is the case. I, I kind of agree with uh, with Alderman on that one a little bit in the sense of that's where a lot of times committee can be where things go to die. And I think I think we would have had even less publicity about that had that happened. So I, I, I don't know, really, I, I just... I just didn't think it was fully explored as much as it could have been. I don't think there was necessarily ever a real interest from a lot of the aldermen on discussing either one. So I think it's a little disappointing, but. Well, and I think that, I think the proof in, in what you just said there, that there wasn't any honest uh, wanting to hear it out and take a look at what was being proposed and actually, you know, think about it from a, uh, from just a, from their perspective, you know, not just from a, I don't want to hear it because I oppose it because I'm a different party necessarily, or I just don't want to hear it period because I don't like change was the fact that um, you know, Ben Uzelak had asked to amend the, um, the first proposal from eight aldermen to 10 aldermen in five wards, 
which was which was basically a concession on his part because he heard them say, "Hey, I I think we need to have at least two aldermen per ward," uh, and so so be it. He acknowledged that, and before you can just amend it because it's being proposed already, you have to vote on the amendment. And what happened at the at the council meeting? Uh, the mayor has to repeatedly tell everybody, uh, "We are just voting on whether we're allowing him to amend it," and then you can vote no or yes as it to approve the ordinance. And and that is what just drives me bonkers is that the procedure in the in the practice is like, it, like you go there every week. How how is it that confusing? That that is what drives me bonkers. It, it, it's like you didn't have the time to listen to what's actually happening to where you you are going to vote no to an amendment. No, that you that you had been arguing about, like it's a concession to what you want in case it does pass, and you just voted no because you got confused, or it appear, appears you got confused as to what you were voting for. That is my impression after wa- watching the city council meeting and also reading the excellent reporting by Ethan Cobert at, at the Wig. Um, that that's my takeaway from this, and that that's what got me a little rattled and heated. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I, I think there there's there. On the other side, there's some points about that they, you know, I think somebody had mentioned that they wish they were there. There was more in-depth planning that maybe there, and I think that that's not maybe a bad argument. But I also think that again, Ben brought this to the table to say, you know, yes, it was somewhat of a plan, but it was also to talk about it. And I don't know if he necessarily. I mean, he, you know, the, obviously the ultimate goal is to get it on the ballot to be voted on by, by the people. Right. But I, I don't know. I just I, all in all, and I, it doesn't even. I, again, I'm not even dipping into what side that I'm on on either of those issues. Cause I think as we've kind of established specifically on the size of the city council, I still don't think I have a full opinion on it. I still don't think I know enough about it. And I've, you know, we've been paying attention as much as you probably can be. Uh, the last few yeah, weeks. I, I, I'm with you, Eric. I, I don't, I just, I just don't know one way or the other that it was, that it's going to solve a bunch of problems or be more effective. Um, I, I think we talked about it last week in that, there are some other mechanisms that could possibly make government more effective that can be explored without legislation that I think I think the city could potentially look into. But I admire the the idea of of saying, hey, let's let's talk about this. Can we legislate our way to more effective government? Because uh, there are certainly times when you can. Yeah, absolutely. And so I, I think this specific point that that we're talking about it sadly isn't even really we've I mean, we've gone over it a little bit in past weeks, but. I would agree with you in in the side of I am disappointed that it it ended the way it did. I'm not surprised, but I also, you know, I I wish I wish it wouldn't have ended up the way that it did. Not not even with the vote of no, but if we I I would have maybe been okay with a with a no vote in the end if I felt like it had been played out, you know, and discussed properly. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. And if that, you know, right now, that's that's where it stands. I know they said, obviously. You know, it, it's an issue that can always be brought up again. Uh, ben had said he's not sure if he will or not, um, but it, it is what it is. I just, I hope that we're that you know the city council is able to, as you said, be able to to see things maybe a little more clearly on stuff when it comes to things like this. You know, yeah, even if it's something that they're vehemently against or you know really feel strongly about, that's totally fine. I have no problem with that at all. Yeah, I, I again, just um, uh, please please pay attention and understand procedure that is taking place. And, and understand what you're voting yes. on. Yes, I, 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 that is what just drives me insane. Like, if you need clarification on something, that's fine. But don't speak to it as you're an expert and then be wrong. And because I think all, all our aldermen and women are, are very intelligent people, and I, I mean they're there for a reason. So I just, I just don't think it, I don't yes. think it's a very good look when 
you know, and I, when stuff like something like that happens, again, that's my opinion. And obviously I think it's your opinion as well. That doesn't mean it's the right opinion, but that's just how it, it looks to me. And I think that that's, I just, I just hope that we can have, you know, make it, have it seem a little bit more, a little different and a little, a little more uh, clear on certain issues. I'm not saying this happens every single time, but you know, I, I think it's, it's always a good thing to, especially when it's something like potentially reducing your specific area, you know, reducing aldermen, um, obviously you're, you know, it's going to be viewed from the outside as like, oh, well, they all are not going to want to do that because they're risking their own jobs, which is fair. But I think it's, I think they have to do extra work on that to make sure it's like, it's not just, you know, we're just not, we just don't want to have less aldermen because we have, we might lose our jobs. It's no, we really feel this way because of this. And also, you know, maybe let an amendment happen. That's really him trying to compromise with you. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I'm with you. Well, I'm, it's, right. it's little... well, well there, there was that point where they didn't want to, where some people didn't want to allow the amendment. And then the partisanship, uh, the nonpartisan elections, that seemed to really confuse some people. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm not going to name names because people can go back and watch it themselves if they want to. But there were, there were two, uh, two aldermen who were clearly confused that in a nonpartisanship election, which, which Alder Ben was um, proposing, is not that you cannot be in a political party. Again, I made this example to Eric pre-conversation. Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, is a Democrat. That's not a shocker, but it's a nonpartisan election. She does not get to put a D next to her name on the ballot. That is the main point in a nonpartisan election. And so the idea is that you have to get yourself out there in front of the voters and not rely just on a party to float yourself there. And that that escaped a few people. They were confused as to the point of, uh, so I can't be in a political party now, which is not the case. And that that again is what just that that is not what we were. That is not what he was talking about. That is not what was in the proposal. You're mischaracterizing what's there, or you're misunderstanding it. So it's one of, one of the two. And I like to think that it's actually a misunderstanding because I don't think they're being facetious no. or uh, or or anything in, of that sort to try no. to defeat it. I just think they they, they saw something. It kind of spooked them a little bit. It scared them, and and they just didn't take the time to to. Absolutely. I mean, I, I have full faith in, in the whole council in the terms of, I don't think anyone is doing anything to, you know, unfairly sabotage anything. Or do, I don't think that's the case at all. I mean, I think it truly is just, you know, it, again, this is the exact point that we're making of, this is why we need to have in, more in-depth discussions to make sure everybody does understand, because there are things, I mean, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're you, me, an alderman, uh, you know, even anybody, I mean, people can misunderstand things. You're not going to necessarily always understand everything and that's totally okay. But that's why you then have to have these discussions. Make sure you fully understand whatever the, it doesn't, and we're focusing on these two things, but it could be anything. I don't care what, you know, what the proposal is or what the resolution is or what the amendment is. I, I think you, you need to make sure you fully understand it. Ask your questions, get your, get your answers. And then whatever, if you know, whatever your opinion is at the end, that's, that's fine. But you, I don't think you can fully make a really clear justified opinion and decision if you don't if you're having questions about things that's the whole point that's the whole point of the discussion so i you know at this point you know we've talked about it for three weeks now so it's 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 fairly well done it it, it may pop up but it's, it's time, time to bury it, it. but i hope again it's, it's more of an overarching you know look at hey let's let's make sure we're having these discussions let's make sure questions are answered let's make sure everything's looked at fairly and you know and i, I like i said i've told faith that, that that'll happen but this this one to me was i agree with you it was, it was a little frustrating to see how the whole process went down but yeah and i think i think there there can be an effort from city council wide potentially and i don't know about the legality of this but you know they talk about they get packets on friday before the meetings on monday uh with the proposals in it and you know we see the agenda what's going to be voted on if there's 
if there's going to be information that is, um, you know, confidential only to city council members, you know, that can't be shared with the public, that's fine. But the rest of that packet, why, why isn't that shared online? Like, I know, I mean, I know we're talking about potentially man hours and things like that, but you know, if it's, if it's for the public good, I, I just don't see the, I don't see the problem with that. So we can have a better, more engaged civic interest. And, um, and, 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 and I, I know we're kind of closing out this, uh, this chapter of the city council, another council we don't talk about, or rather a board, uh, we haven't talked about is the Adams County board who recently had their monthly meeting. Um, and I think we will be, be touching a little bit on, on that. Cause I know they've been, they're going to be touching or we'll be touching on that in future weeks because they've been uh, talking about budget talks and their budget is, uh, in a much better state than that of the city of Quincy. Um, so that's, that is an interesting dynamic. Um, but they have a lot less transparency than that of the city of Quincy. Their, um, meetings are on zoom right now, but normally they are not from what I understand and they're not videotaped. So you can't go back and rewatch a, an Adams County board meeting. And That's so, right. um, maybe the Quincy, maybe Quincy Cannon can become the, the C-SPAN of the Adams County hey, board. You never know. Could be. Yeah. You know, sure. created by podcasts. Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, you. I'm, I'm very excited to kind of get into that. We've been you know, obviously pretty Quincy city council focused at the moment, but obviously it, we're, we're covering more than just Quincy and a big, a good size area. So I think that'll be, uh, that'll be really, I'm, I'm excited to, to dig into that a little bit more. Yeah. So we'll see where that takes us. So anyways, Alderman, you fought the good fight. Uh, you, you've been shot out of the cannon. I, this is not the last time we will see or hear from you and, uh, and good luck in the future. So let's move on with the show. So there's going to be a dog fight. I, at least <laughs> there's gonna be a dog fight within the parties. I think if you hadn't heard the news, we got some mayoral. Is that how you say it? May, may, mayoral. I feel like I'm saying the word mayo. Mayoral. Mayoral. Eric, you, you say mayoral for me. I can't say it. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be an election for mayor. And we got some people, we got, we got people running for it. And uh, one, of the, one of these guys, because uh, it happens to, be, uh, happens to be men in this case, I'm not saying that a woman won't be running, um, but we've got one from the Republican side, Brandon Koch, uh, who works for Craig Industries and formerly a morning producer on the WGM Sports Center show. Uh, I was able to reach out to him and get get some uh, more specifics into his campaign highlights. And then just this week, we heard from Brennan Hills, uh, who sent out a press release uh, seeking the Democratic nomination. So uh, I got some early nicknames for America. You want to hear them? I would love nothing more, Brian, than to hear. Okay, that. so Brandon, it, it, Brandon Coke, uh, when when I asked him, you know, I think it was your question, Eric. You know, why why him? Why does he see that he is fit for the job? Uh, he basically said, you know, no job is beneath him. Um, he, he's not going to be a traditional type of mayor and that he's willing to tackle any job, whether, whether that means he, he would have to mow uh, some city property. So there you have it. Okay. He's, All right. He, if he gets elected, he's the mowing mayor. The mowing mayor. I like it. I like it. The mowing mayor. Yes. And, uh, and Brennan Hills, uh, haven't had a chance to speak with yet, uh, or get any written questions to, but he definitely has some priorities. Um, but there's a bit of youthfulness in this, this man's, uh, appearance, uh, that struck me right away. Did that strike you? Uh, definitely. I mean, you know, I don't believe necessarily that, um, age has anything to really do with whether you can do the job uh, and other nope. than experience, of course, but I, I think there's plenty of times where, uh, you know, somebody young coming in with a fresh set of ideas and eyes can be, can be a good thing, but yeah, uh, he's definitely, he's got to definitely be, uh, one of the younger 
uh, candidates. Uh, I can't say that for sure, to be honest, but got to be one of the we don't, candidates in a while. We don't know his we don't know his age, but I'm calling him Brennan, the babyface mayor. I like it. Yeah, I mean it's better than babyface Nelson. You know he murdered people, so. Well, that's true. That's true. Um, and cow and cows. He hated cows. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's so there's at the very least we are going to have an election, and we we have somebody representing the Republicans, and we have somebody representing the Democrats. I did see on a Facebook post uh, right before the show from the uh, Democratic, uh, the Adams County Democratic Central Planning Committee, from the the, the chairwoman of that committee, said there will be another uh, Democrat running for the nomination as well. Sure. Who that is, I don't know, but uh, we could we could just sit here and speculate for a little bit on people we'd like to run for mayor. We could. Um, we could. Um, you know, all, all it, it's it's early. You know, that's that's all I think. I mean, there could certainly be another Republican potentially. Um, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the whole point. So, um, it's exciting. Well, I've heard people put their hat in the race, though. Yes, I've, I've heard I've heard some uh, local businessmen uh, potentially running. Uh, some people who own some bars uh, on the Republican side. So we'll see about that if that if that does uh, if that holds any any water and becomes a becomes a, a truth. We'll definitely report that. Um, but also, you know, going back to, to Coke, um, we, you know, he, he had a really nice article in the Herald Wig talking about some of his his, his key policy ideas uh, as far as things he wanted to focus on. Um, and he said he's one of, the, one of the things is he's focused on infrastructure to make the city more attractive. Uh, something his team is exploring is uh, two citywide cleanups um, and possibly like a fix or flatten program. And uh, he recognizes that the, the big need in, in the Quincy area is um, – is funding. We have pension problems and things like that. So I know he, he, he recognizes that as an issue and we will, uh, he doesn't have, have a ton of specifics as far as his plans for growing revenue and things like that. But uh, I know he has said previously that he's not afraid of taxes. Sometimes they're necessary. Sometimes they're not. Um, they're just, they're appropriate at some point. So we'll have to wait and see. So that is what Mr. Brandon Coke is, is offering to the table. Eric, have you seen anything on Brennan Hills? I know he's got his, his, his website up. What's, what's he telling the people? Sure. So, uh, you know, he put out a little bit of a press release. Um, you know, I think the main, I would say the main point of it mostly is, I think his, he's kind of going for an unprecedented, uh, it's kind of his term, unprecedented bold action. Uh, he wants to focus on promoting public health, revitalizing the economy, uh, public safety and science will become before politics uh, and posturing. Um, you know, all, all sound good uh, in his, in his camp, in his press release. And on his website, they're they're it's, it's brand new, obviously. So I'm not I'm not I'm not saying this as a negative. Not a ton of specifics yet. I'm sure more will come. Um, but I, there's not a lot of you know actual details on you know his plans or policies that he wants to put place. But again, right now we've he just sorry uh, Eric we've 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 got no Roosevelts out here telling us about what they're going to do the first hundred days of office no, and how many no. agencies they're going to create. No, and, no. <laughs> and you know what? I'm not saying that's a good or bad and, thing. You know, I mean, just, yes, and nor nor should no. we. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that we need that. I think you know, I, again, it's early. We have got a long time between now and the and the election. So, um, I, like I said, I guarantee there'll be more more specifics uh, for both for both of these two candidates as we as we move forward. But for now, I'm just excited to have a couple people to to talk to and talk about. Yeah, and I thought uh, probably the most interesting point that was on the website for uh, Brennan Hills was that he said he's going to um, forego twenty five percent of his salary, or is it donate back? He said uh, he uh, he's basically going to going to ship back twenty five percent of his, his salary. I'm trying to find yes, he has pledged to cut his own salary by twenty five percent. Well, there you have. It. He's just going to cut yep. it. Um, well, yeah. So I mean, that'll save the city some money. So that's an interesting idea. Sure, sure. Um, so we'll see. We'll we'll see if anybody follows suit on that. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. that's a 
that's an interesting tactic. So, so kudos to both these men. It's, it's about being in the arena. Uh, I think Teddy Roosevelt said something about that, basically having the gumption to, to get out there and try to do the work for the people. And, and these guys, well, they, they think they can do it. So good luck to them both. And we'll be watching. Cause like I said, it's going to be a little bit of a dog fight. Absolutely. But, and if we want, uh, any, anybody you want from Eric? Um, no, I mean, I'll be honest. I, I, I don't have necessarily anybody specifically right now. I'm sure as we get, get maybe more into it, uh, maybe, but I don't have any, I don't have any, uh, any, no, no wish, list. wish list at the moment. Uh, I just, you know, again, I think, I think there's, there's a lot of work to be done. There's a lot of, it's just like a, not that it's ever not an important time, but we've got a lot of really important things on it. I mean, and that's, this is not even talking about the current, you know, the pandemic, but I mean, just in general things that were, that are on the table right now that we've talked about some that we've talked about already, others that we haven't, but um, you know, we're going to need, you know, the right person for the job, um, whoever that might be, you know, regardless of who decides to run, um, you know, we're going to continue to need our, our mayor and our city council and, you know, all of our governments to continue to step up to the plate and, be ready uh, because there's, I think it's going to be a very interesting time um, for the foreseeable future with a lot of these, a lot of these decisions that are going to need to be made. I happen to be just kind of randomly looking around uh, and ended up stumbled onto the Quincy, Illinois Wikipedia page and happened to come across a couple, a couple facts that seem to be cited correctly. So I'm going to take it as, as accurate uh, that I did not know as a, uh, as a lifelong Quincy native. Uh, that, oh. that could be me just being ignorant and everybody listening could go, oh yeah, we all knew that. And that would be me just looking foolish, but I wanted to see if you knew these things, um, and kind of just get, uh, get your reaction on that. So, uh, all right. What, what, what do you got? All right. Well, um, the first one now I'm a, I'm a pretty big, uh, as you know, pretty big civil war guy, I'm a pretty big civil war buff. Yes. Did you know? that a young George E. Pickett actually lived in Quincy in the 1840s. Well, what's interesting is he didn't have a fence. <laughs> oh, boy. I'll be here all day, ladies and gentlemen. No, no, I did not. I did yeah. not know. Yeah, that. he actually came to be a law clerk for his uncle. Uh, and the even more interesting thing, there's some, I'm not going to go all history nerd here, but uh, he actually knew Abraham Lincoln during this time. And they actually even, he, uh, Lincoln actually knew Pickett's uncle here in Quincy. And there's a very good possibility, apparently, that actually they met each other in Quincy at one point in time. Uh, so. and, ju and just so everybody at home knows quickly, who was Pickett to the Civil War? Ah, sure. So, uh, yeah, Pickett, uh, General Pickett was is mostly, well, you could say famous or infamous, I suppose, for uh, his charge at the Battle of Gettysburg. He was a Confederate general uh, who's the charge. If you don't know your history, uh, the charge did not go great. Um, for him at Gettysburg, and was kind of the uh, <laughs> kind of the critical turning he's, point uh, at the battle. Uh, unfortunately, he's a bit he's he's a little bit of the butt of the joke. Yeah, there's a it, to kind of put it in perspective. Uh, he would be very similar, and actually very similar uh, time period actually um, as a as a Custer. Uh, not not he didn't. I mean, not as bad, but uh, <laughs> but yes. So very famous name mostly for for that. But he was obviously a, a, a Confederate general at other battles, but. Uh, I just thought that was very interesting and, and, and something that I was kind of st stunned that I had not ever heard about before. Um, I don't know if it's just because he was a Confederate general or, uh, or what, or if just maybe it's not as well-known fact, but. You know, pretty... Actually, I did know, you know what, Eric, I did know that. I saw, I saw his monument just the other day. Oh, really? In downtown Quincy. 
Just kidding. We don't, we don't have those here. <laughs> I was like, you're blowing my mind there for a minute. I was like, man, I, do I even know where I live? Some Lee Trevino is going to pop out <laughs> from this podcast and be like, actually, he, he does have a monument. It's right here. Yeah, yeah. about right. Uh, but, uh, so, yeah. All right. So you stumped, you, you stumped, you stumped me on fact. All right, well, I'm happy about that. that that's, that's a good start, at least, because uh, I would like at least have at least one of them that you didn't know. Um, skipping. Well, this is I mean, it's all history, I guess. But um, did you know that a Quincy native has won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress? Oh, um, uh, no, what, what I did movie? not either. Uh, her name was Mary Astor Astor. Uh, she won best sporting actress, uh, in 1941 for a movie called the great lie, which I'll admit I have never heard of until today. Uh, but she also is best known for playing the femme fatale in the Maltese Falcon, which is obviously a classic that I have heard of. Yeah. She did not win the Academy Award for that. Um, but she played Bridget O'Shaughnessy in the Maltese Falcon, also uh, from 1941. Wow. So uh, I thought that was pretty neat, too. And I did not know. Apparently, her father actually taught at Quincy High School, taught German at Quincy High School. Uh, yeah. Interesting. So I don't know. I just thought that was kind of interesting as well. Quincy uh, having some has, a, you know, has some hardware. Well, you know, the great lie in my family. Yes. Uh, no. Oh, uh, well, it's, it's not that scandalous. It's my grandmother's hair. She's, she's in her eighties. She still colors it red. First off, uh, in your eighties, it's just not red anymore. Also grandma never had red hair, but two of her children did. So she decided she'd have it later. Huh. In life. I kind of so, like that. So, so God bless her. Grandma Irene. If she's, if she listens, I don't, if my mom's trying to watch the podcast, I just don't, yeah, I just don't know. I, I don't know if I can get my grandma to listen to it. So Maybe. I mean, that might be just an ongoing challenge, yeah. but yeah, that sounds like it might be, it might be a little bit of a struggle, but you know, I'm willing to, they'll get I'm willing to try. They can, get they can do it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, absolutely. so what are you going to blow me away with the third, the third and final? So the third one is kind of um, back to actually back to Lincoln again, which obviously a lot of, a lot of Quincy history has a lot to do with Lincoln, which, which totally makes sense. But uh, have you ever heard of Stone's Prairie riots? No, but it doesn't sound good. Uh, no. Um, and, and really what it, what it comes down to is there was, and I had actually not heard of this either. Uh, there was a, um, back in the late fifties and, and specifically 1860s, uh, a, um, kind of a youth political and actually para paramilitia, it became organization, a Republican organization called the wide awakes. Have you ever heard of the wide awakes? They seem to drink a lot of coffee. Uh, yeah, I, they probably did. Now, a lot of their activities were actually at night, um, so that makes sense. But basically, they uh, were kind of um, mostly uh, pretty, pretty, pretty firm on a lot of things like being very abolitionist, very anti-slavery, um, a lot of other Republican points at that time, and kind of was their 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 goal to obviously uh, spread awareness. They you know get people to vote, but also uh, it was interesting to like. Uh, to protect candidates even. So they kind of became an impromptu bodyguard at times for actually Lincoln himself. And that's actually how it started um, was for Lincoln. And really it was, a lot of it was pretty specifically tied to Lincoln, but not necessarily. Interesting. Um, but they'd go to the polls and protect people at the polls. Um, at one point it's reported by 1860, they had 500,000 members. Uh, nationwide. Holy Obviously Moses. It was a very, very Northern uh, thing. Of course it was, it was not, there was none in the South, but uh, I, I believe the statement on the, on their pay, Wikipedia page was there was at one point where they had, they had a chapter in every county in every northern state. Uh, wow. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. Uh, but long story short, they uh, they actually the, the Quincy chapter actually um, uh, there was a there was a it, 
I'm not going to go into the huge details of it, but from what I can understand, they set up a uh, kind of a political talk, uh, a rally, you might say, um, around uh, in kind of around outside, near near Payson, and there was some confusion, I guess, on who uh, who was actually going to be there. Like, was it going to be both Democrats and Republicans, or just Republicans? When it was actually just supposed to be Republicans, so Democrats showed up. Things got a little out of hand. As the Quincy chapter of the Wide Awakes was walking through Payson, they were showing some pretty unf- unfriendly Lincoln effigies, which is actually really popular at the time on both sides. Um, and the Wide Awakes had their own that were very uh, against the Democratic Party. And there was a bit of a scuffle. And uh, they kind of got shot at a little bit. Some people got roughed up. Nothing too crazy. Uh, but, you know, and everything ended up being fine. They went back to Quincy and, you know, and the rest is history, I suppose. But just kind of a interesting, uh, I don't know, something I knew absolutely nothing about. So people and, who, uh, so these people who couldn't sleep didn't take no nonsense. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, you don't mess with insomniacs, that's for sure. And, and to think the paramilitary has been around since the 1850s and before that, yeah. I'm sure. Before, certainly before that, but, and then a lot, and it ended up that a lot of them then would then be actually uh, joined volunteer regiments uh, for the Civil War. So it's, it's very interesting. You know, if you have a, if you have a second, look, look up wide awakes. I, I, I like I said, I mean, I, I consider myself somebody who, who was very interested in, in the Civil War and the time period around it. I had never heard anything about it. So it was, it was, it was just interesting to, to come across that and to know that that's like one of the main points on that whole Wikipedia page for an organization of 500,000 people, supposedly, that's one of the main, you know, things that comes up <laughs> is actually, oh, that's kind of cool. Stones Perry riots. So I yeah. thought you were going to, I thought you were going to lay some Mormon history on me. Mm, no, that might have to be for another episode. Well, we could certainly do a whole episode on that. And, 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 and like my Bill Clinton story visiting Quincy, that probably won't make the episode. I was, uh, yeah. I, like you, I was surprised to hear that, you know, Teddy Roosevelt visited Quincy as president in 1903. I did not know that. Yeah, you 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 blew my mind with that one. That's kind of what got me down this path of of thinking like, what all don't I know? <laughs> yeah, know, about, and, about our history. So, and and what's kind of cool is you know, and with some of these things, you know, there's there's every once in a while there's a picture or like you can still read the text, the speech that Teddy gave. And sure. You can see a, you can see a photo with the mass of people there, basically at Washington Park. Yeah. Um, so it's cool stuff. Anyways, cool. you know, Qu- Quincy's kind of, you know it's kind of important back in the day, and uh, you know, say what you will, it's it's still really important today. In the region and across the world, and I mean it. Sure. Well, hey, and one last thing, and I might, might cut my, you know, if we, if I can find more facts, I don't know if I'll be able to or not, but this, this one, more people may know than than me, but Quincy was the second largest city in Illinois in uh, 1870. Huh. I wonder what the biggest was. <laughs> I have no idea. It's a question that I don't know if we'll ever know. Chili coffee, former capital, maybe. <laughs> oh, chili, chili. So this week we got some news back from the survey. If you listen to episode one, we put a link in the, in the, I say the bio, but the description uh, to the survey. Uh, hopefully some of you guys did that on, a, on the riverfront development project that's being supported by Adams, Adams County and the city of Quincy and the park district, three different public entities uh, all looking to revamp that. And I'll tell you what the Klingle associates uh, who's the, the local contractor on that job, they uh, either th- them or SWT. I can't, I don't know who did it. They did a rendering of a potential, a potential layout for the riverfront uh, with like these gradual steps down to the river and like this, I'll call it huge, huge horseshoe shaped pier mm-hmm. um, that can dock um, like, you know, like these river cruises and stuff. I, I just, I got tickled. I was like, that would be 
just so cool to just go down there and have like a boardwalk and, you know, where you could fish and things like that. I just, I, I was just imagining taking my family of five, you know, us, like we, we went down there just the other day down to Clat Adams and, and, and had some ice cream uh, sitting in the grass, um, which was fine. But once you go to like overlook the river, it just kind of, you know, you can tell that you're, you're on an old Navy reserve area because uh, it was made for big boats to be right there. You know, it's yeah. not, you're not really interacting with the water in any certain way. And the fountain's beautiful, but outside of that, there's, you know, it's just, it, it's not interacting with the river in the way it probably could. So anyways, Eric, I know you were kind of looking into this a little bit. What can you tell us about it? Sure. Yeah. Um, there was a great, a great article um, in the wig again, Ethan Colbert um, that kind of covered it um, mostly just statistics and things, but to kind of summarize it, uh, about 740 people responded, which, uh, you know, I actually think is pretty good. Uh, I think, um, obviously you'd love for that number to be as high as it can be, but you know, I, I do think it's a decent, a decent number. It gives you at least uh, some different opinions. Um, the breakdown was about 30% said they were between 35 and 44, 20% between 25 and 34, and then 20% between 55 and 64. And then the outliers being obviously younger, the youngest and the oldest, uh, they said not a great number of response from 18 to 24 or 75 and older. Um, but again, I'm, I can't say that I'm shocked by that. Um, but they seem pretty happy with the results. Um, mostly there's a lot of questions. If you, if you didn't have a chance to do it, um, there was, I don't know, it was, it was, they say more than a dozen, but I want to say, yeah, it was definitely more than a dozen just about how you use it, what you'd like to see. Um, I thought the, the most interesting points on it, um, it somewhere, uh, I'm losing it on the thing here, but I think it was about 30% said, um, that they actually go to the riverfront at least once or more per week. The majority said they went at least a few times a year, uh, which to me, that's a positive, obviously. They say very few said that they never go, um, which is good, because obviously if we're trying to revamp this, it'd be good to know that we already have people that want to go, uh, which is kind of the whole point. Um, kind of top things for people answering it, ranking it, was boating, annual events and festivals, recreation activities, um, and then going to restaurants and you know just viewing the river in general, which is obviously a great an awesome thing to be able to be able to go do that we have here in town. Uh, they also heard from people not just from Quincy, but from Adams County, from across the river in Missouri, um, people that just come here specifically to go either downtown or to shop or to eat. Um, a, lot, a lot of good information. Um, and like I said, they seem very happy with, with it. Um, and, and some, and I'm sure they have a lot more data. I think they, they mentioned they are going to publish more of the data here in a little bit on the, um, on their website and on Facebook. Um, so be on the lookout for that. We'll let you know when that pops up. So we'll probably get some more detailed answers. Um, but they said things, um, the one last thing they kind of mentioned was, um, there's a wish for more access, uh, which I think is actually really important that actually they said people, people feel like if there's a kind of a divide just because there's such a, uh, you know, decline down to actually get to the river on the bluff. Um, and so that, you know, if there was a way to make that a little easier to get down to, to maybe not have to drive all the way down there. So if you could like, you know, better parking, um, more places for people to live down there. Um, the, there's a lot of really sure. things, you know, uh, yeah, that's what you need. You know, I saw one of the, on, on the web meeting, they, they had this thing from Dubuque. If you've ever been to Dubuque, Iowa, they're also on a bluff. Uh, and they've redeveloped a lot of their riverfront. Um, but, but anywho, they they have like what I would call like a lift chair. They have like a one of those like <laughs> cogwheel trains or whatever that goes up the bluff. Sure. Um, I think people would maybe use that around here. I think just a trolley or something would be um, sure. pretty cool. So Absolutely. Anyway. I, I agree. Um, but again, as most people would probably expect, a lot of, a lot of requests was for more event space, more restaurants, you know, obviously that's, that's, that's a key. And that to me, 
you know, if you're able to, to, to continue to build it up, that will come, um, especially in like places for people to live. I mean, those are things to keep in mind, obviously, the more people that the better living space and uh, yeah, most likely be probably more apartment style living, I would imagine. Um, the more, you know, more activity you get, the more that you're going to likely get restaurants and, and event spaces. Um, the amphitheater was mentioned, which as I've mentioned before, is a huge, huge wish list item of mine. Um, but I, I'm with you. I saw the, the kind of the rendering and I thought it looked great. Um, I just think it's, it's a really cool opportunity. Um, and also, you know, in the long run, it's not just about what's happening there, but it's what that can do for the city, which is encourage people to come live here and stay here and shop here and eat here and enjoy life here. So I think, uh, I'm willing to, you know, I'm willing to make a pledge, Eric. Oh, what's, oh, oh, absolutely. What's that? Here, here it is. If there's an amphitheater, I, I promise a live show of Quincy Cannon in the amphitheater for, for, for our, our, our audience. I mean, that's, that is a bold promise for you to make, but Hey, I, you know, I'll be on board. If they build it, we will come. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I, I would yes, love nothing indeed. more than to be able to. I mean, I'd be love. I would be totally settled with just being able to be a, an audience member in the amphitheater. But you know, to, to actually be and do a show in would be fantastic. Um, but I, I'm I'm guessing the Wednesday, uh, almost Thursday morning uh, time slots open. So right. <laughs> we'll be just. I think fine. we'll be all right. Yeah, I think we will. <laughs> well, there you have it. Ah, oh, the riverfront, the old mighty mess. I don't. I don't say I miss her, but I love her. I can't wait until it looks better. Definitely. Or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Or whatever. So. Well, there you have it, everyone. That's the Quincy Cannon this week. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you have any um, interesting facts that maybe we don't know about or any other musings, memes. We got a meme from my yes. sister, Julie. Thank, thank you, you, Julie. It was it was very nice. And uh, both my sisters listened to the show and my sister Katrina, she called me right after listening because uh, she had some thoughts and some ideas. Um, she, I think, you know, she, she might have to record an audio message for us to play into the show. I think she'd love to be a part of it somehow. So we'll see. But anyways, th- thank you to my sisters because they've been big supporters. And um, but anyways, if you have some thoughts or critiques or uh, if I'm saying your name wrong, you know, let me know at, you know, the email address. I think I think it's Quincy Cannon Pod at gmail.com that's correct please please don't be shy let us know um especially the facts well maybe especially anything and the memes but the uh the facts i, I mean like i said I, there's clearly a lot of stuff i don't know about about our town and um you know, would love to learn some more um, both brian and i are very uh very very uh, sponge-like on on information especially about stuff that we care a lot about so send your facts send your memes send whatever you'd like let us know how we're doing um yeah, that email is now officially uh, open and ready to go. So, and, and when, when Eric says sponge, he really means it's just we're you know we're, we're squishy and wet. So yeah, there you have it. Yes, yes, especially soaked in alcohol. Yeah. But, oh, and you know what, Eric? I don't think you, you swore. What? Three for three. It's starting to become a you know eventually it becomes a habit, right? Uh, uh, you're going to become the Pete Rose. You're going to you're going to get so many of these games in a row, and then we're going to find out you've been cursing. Well, I can let you know that's already true. But hey, you don't know that. Oh, oh, <laughs> no, the listeners gonna, don't. I know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna break that, break that, that mystique already. But hey, as, as far as the show knows, the boy status remains firm. Well, there you have it. I'm, I'm, I'm certain that next week's show will be even more exciting than this week's show. And, and thank you again for everyone listening. I'm, I'm BJ Kroger, one of your hosts, and uh, as always, good boy Eric Keneal, and we will see you next week. And thank you. Thank you again for listening. Thanks, everybody. Bye. It's Mama No Media.